0: Welcome to Partner Spartans. I'm your host, Masi Amadzai. I know we've been in my for a long time, but we have some deserters. They're back. Um, um, everybody, introduce yourselves. You start first, Tommy.
1: How's it going, everybody? My name's Tom. I'm uh, just an easygoing guy looking to have a good time, make a good life for me, my kids, all my family, and really everyone around me. Um, can only find me here because I try to avoid the digitals dark webs pass it over to Mark
2: what's up guys I'm Marshall just like Marshall Mathers pretty much Um, I'm into personal development and health and fitness you can find me on YouTube at Victory Fitness no spaces all capitals that's my mixed martial arts channel if you want to check that out some pretty cool content on there Um, also other than that you can find me on my podcast, Diverse Topic Forum, also known as DTF, uh, we're, gonna, we're thinking about starting the record on Fridays from now on, um, so keep that in Same mind. Shameless plug. Yeah, or you can also find me here as well on your Spartans with uh, the great and one and only host, Masi Admanzai.
3: So
0: Very good. Carried yeah. away, Vistrix, or I mean Matthew. Matthew.
3: Hello there, guys. I'm guest speaking here. Um, my name is Matthew, and uh, got a background in healthcare and um, new business development. So coming on to be a guest speaker, really looking forward to hearing the topics that we have planned for the uh, podcast and ready to get into some good discussion.
0: Awesome. Good Awesome, guys. So let's start it. Who's for Biden 2024? Let's go. Wow.
2: (laughs) Negative. (laughs) Wow. What's
3: what's
0: going on, guys? You told me you were cool with it before the podcast. What's going on?
3: Did we?
1: Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm not looking forward to having a vegetable in the office for another four years.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: right. A <vet>. <laughs> <laughs> in the office. I like that. <laughs> laugh
3: at for another four years.
1: <laughs> right. Well, America yeah. needs a good face.
2: They're planting vegetables in the office these days. <laughs> ah, more vegetables
3: than humans, I guess. <laughs> <Anyone>? Like that. We <laughs> need to increase the vegans in the world, it's obviously the answer. Um, you eat rate? bugs? No, you're not a yeah. vegan if you eat bugs, because
1: they're living things, right?
3: Or is uh, it just animals? a lot of ticks inside of government.
1: Oh, I'm thinking a vegetarian.
0: No, no, but um... Vegetarians eat vegetables. Yeah, vegetables. no, I think vegans don't eat oh, I insects either, right? Cause uh... They don't yeah.
3: eat any animal of any kind. Yeah. Even animal byproducts, like butter. Right. i I gotta ask is
1: this how this is gonna go that we already went from biden to
0: (laughs) 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 no 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 i I think um, i I think we all have similar political um, views on biden for sure um i i'm for trump 2024 i don't know uh what you i know where you stand tom i'm not sure where this uh matthew stands and marshall stands with that who are you guys rooting for in 2024
3: if R.F.K. For, Jr., baby. If we're going for a political topic, I don't know that you guys would be ready for an answer. For
0: no, no. I, I, I've heard you talk about politics before. You're pretty good.
3: Okay. Uh, no, I mean, you're voting on a puppet no matter what you're doing, and Trump represents probably the least puppeted person available. Right on. So right on at the end of the day well realize that you're, vo- you're voting for a puppet and you're fine with me like whatever you're going for it's all your choice so I definitely don't want to put an opinion in front of somebody acting like they have to believe what I believe
2: right right
0: yeah, but we, we can
3: we'd be
2: aligned with Tom's line of thinking too okay so you guys are gonna definitely agree get along
1: on this podcast What <laughs> this equals more freedoms yeah
3: and That's more true. enjoyment truth I mean, it's it truly like get rid of petty law and we have way too many need, like worthless officials in government, like completely worthless and unnecessary. I agree with that too.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So I, I just want to touch upon the less government, like, uh, how less are we talking Tom? Cause like Marshall brings out a good point. Government regulates a lot of things that, um, need to be regulated. Um, if they're not, then everything goes rampant, right?
1: I mean, if that's what you're saying.
0: (laughs) No, I'm, 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 I'm asking do you think that's the case or not?
1: I mean, I I think government fulfills some basic needs that individuals can't quite do on their own or not easily, but outside of that, they shouldn't be involved in day-to-day goings, activities... If I want to start a business, if I want to, you know, create jobs or, you know, do anything in my day-to-day life or, you know, in the U.S.
0: All right. Um, so do you think government should be involved in marriage?
1: Absolutely not. Only- I, no, no way. No way. Okay. They're and they're involved in it so they can determine how much of your money they want to take. So is, yeah. uh,
0: is government, I mean, I'm, I'm still new with uh, political stuff about uh, government involvement in marriage, but like, um, if you get married by the court of law, then technically the government is involved in your marriage, right? I'd say so. Okay, so we, how, we do did you, it.
1: how do it, you, you know, it was recorded for the government's purpose. I mean, that's, that would definitely be it.
0: So you would do it in a religious way, like um, like a church instead of a government, right? Sure. Okay.
1: Alright. I mean, w- like, what is the purpose of them being involved in it? Uh,
0: then, like, I guess for prenups and stuff like that, you can't really have a prenup if the government isn't involved.
1: Mm, I don't know if that's true.
0: What do you think, Vistrix? Is that a, is that a, um, I don't I don't know if law is in your background, but do you have the same thoughts about government involvement in marriage? I mean, Matthew, Matthew.
2: <laughs> He's right, no comments. Stop asking me about this. <laughs> What do I, I told you I want
0: to
3: talk politics.
0: <laughs> no, he's fine. Uh, uh, I think he's doing something. Okay, what do I... You, you agree with no government involvement and... Uh... Was,
3: my, was I on mute? My, my fault, guys. Somehow I'm oh, Um, I think that it's... I, I majorly agree with everything that I've heard so far, but at the same time, I think that I need to hear more from uh, how he defines, like that you you made the the easiest like point like a prenup is where I'd immediately go with somebody saying like let's take it completely out like how do you have no government without because there are certain reasons or something that you would want government involved that's the best case I think scenario that is common you know it, you have somebody coming into a marriage that has significantly more wealth or um, uh, assets and then they end up whether it's the male or the female or whatever part of the the marriage goes awry, that if you guys had some kind of a agreement beforehand, then how can't a judge or, you know, some kind of legal proceeding or government be involved?
2: And so this basically goes down to the idea of the separation of church and state, right? Is that what you're asking, Masi? Mm-hmm. The yeah separation state.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I'm just trying to figure out a, like um, what can government be involved in that's fine and what government shouldn't be involved in like at all
1: well I mean I, I guess the, the whole premise of marriage isn't to get divorced or separated like that is a possibility right but outside of that one aspect mm-hmm.
3: what else
1: is the purpose of them being involved sure
3: agree Oh, I guess then you got like money fi- financially, like IRS, if we're talking America.
1: Right. That, that's literally the only reason they're involved is so they can determine how much of I your money they're, they're, they're going to be taking.
3: I believe technically and I may be wrong about this, but I believe I heard on another podcast like something far smarter than me said that the uh, institution of marriage was originally like created even in the beginning of you know, humanity is as a, a financial reasoning. Like it was strictly financial that they wanted to be able to say that somebody had a household, and then that's how they were able to determine. Like it was, I believe, medieval times that they said that this determines, you know, your value basically, or of your household or whatever. So that marriage was their their way of showing this person belonged to this this name. And it was just for the financial aspect that they even made marriage a thing.
2: That would make perfect sense. So yeah,
3: go ahead. I I would say
1: definitely, because that's really what a big piece of it was, was determining your lineage, right? Like marrying into different families, you know, it became a bigger political thing, but it it wasn't founded as that. I mean, you can look at any religious text that goes back, you know, prior to a government involvement
3: or, you know, It's, yeah, true, because then I I mean, religious texts that say marriage between, and they use the word marriage, and maybe it came through a translation later in time, but nonetheless, whatever word they were using, they meant something of the form of marriage, a union, a bond. So yeah, I feel like a lot of different cultures, because at least I'm not, I don't know them all, but nonetheless, my background has given me like the ability to to look into a lot of different religions and I believe in every single one that I found they speak of some form of a covenant between you know man and woman where uh, what we would call marriage so whether they called it that or understood it the same way that we we define it now but I do believe like from the asset or from the aspect of what we're talking modern day 2024 why would we need some form of Government involved in this, I I guess really the question to everybody I I find what might be cool for the uh, listeners here is like maybe we talk more about why religion like why the religious aspect needs to be involved in the marriage. I mean it doesn't. A lot of people aren't religious anymore, and it now became
1: a government thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, go ahead.
0: I think, uh, uh, marriage, like I, I wanted, I would do it if I ever fall in love and I can completely trust the person. Um, just so I could, like, I mean, you don't necessarily have to tie the knot or buy a ring and do the whole wedding thing, but it's symbolizes that you are going to be together forever. I, I don't think, um, I'm not religious. I'm agnostic. And, um, I'm not really doing it for the government, I'm doing it for me and my wife, or my future wife. Mm-hmm. So, I guess neither have to be involved, but, um, one, I uh, I think the religion aspect is more, um, what is it, it's more, uh, symbolic, or, what's that word, um, I don't even know about the religious aspect, I just think it, like, um, there's safety in... The government involvement but um, I don't know I don't do it for the government or religion for religious reasons I guess
1: I mean like in the Catholic religion it, it's literally all about creating a household procreating and creating a strong family environment because at the end of the day that is gonna benefit anyone growing developing you know as, like a child or anything it's going to be the most healthy, stable, productive life for them. And in the Catholic religion, that's why it would be promoted. It is for the best for the individual society and and for God.
3: Which is neat because that, that draws in that whole point of God. So for those that do believe and those that have a, a power or something inside of their religion, that... You know, there's certainly those that that will gain more power to their marriage through that bond, that third party, that thing that they connect with as well as their mate. So, like, you Mm -hmm. can find many examples of great marriages because of their religion and their religious, you know, faith. But then, at the same time, that's not to say that an agnostic or an atheist or somebody that doesn't believe That they can't have a very successful, you know, um, marriage, just because they don't have a faith. So I think, like, when it comes down to the church and state being involved in marriage, my opinion on that, like, the black and white of it, as far as like me and my country and my finances, I get why why government's involved in it, and I have no problem with having to sign a paper that says, like, yeah, I agree. This is me legally saying that she is or gonna be my wife forever. You know that would be that point but then how we celebrate it how we actually go about our wedding and something like that if she's of the same faith with me then great we can easily go and have our faithful marriage celebration in that aspect and fulfill our duties and our roles inside of our religion whatever we choose and if we don't choose to do anything then that's fine too like That's how I feel with how they need to be separated. I don't feel like we as a people really need to do anything about it. It's like there's a reason why government should probably be involved, from my opinion. And then on the other side, like, if you want to have religion be a part of it, then great. Go. Go for it.
2: Yeah, that's a really uh, logical way to look at it. I like that line of thinking.
3: Definitely agree. 100%. I'm really excited about the next topic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> alright,
0: alright. Uh, well, that's... Um, let's carry on with the next topic. Marshall, what was it that you wanted to talk about uh, that we were talking about earlier? Can you refresh my mind?
2: Well, uh, I actually, there was the other topic that you had mentioned before that I thought would be a better one to go into, and then we would branch off of it with <laughs> what we were talking about earlier. Okay, which which topic was that? <laughs> which topic was
0: uh, I talking Do remember? Uh, the... How, how human beings are how human beings are the only species that's completely different from one well, or very different
2: uh, which one? I mean that was the topic that you and I were talking about earlier mm-hmm. but there was another topic that when we first got on this call you were, or I mean when we were talking about what we would mention you were oh saying- that,
0: that was uh, Matthew's topic that's not my topic Matthew uh, oh, okay. was telling me about how we live uh, he can word it better than I can uh, get, uh, take it away, Matt.
3: We were just, just shit chatting on a different uh, server, just chatting, and me and um, Masi, How? So I had no idea that that was going to be brought up, but it was just me mentioning that I, I think it was Elon Musk and uh, Joe Rogan. I was watching a podcast of theirs recently where uh, Joe Rogan deduces, like at the fi- finality of it, he says something that I thought was pretty profound, and he goes, um, <clears throat> oh, and I should... I should preface this because, like, Mossy actually knows way more of my background than anything that I've shared with the viewers or you guys, so I guess it's good to know. Um, so, I was a biology major here locally inside of Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and I was, I was ever since I was about 13 years old, I was geared and ready to be a neurosurgeon. That was my whole focus in my life. Um, I did get shot in the, in the temple. Um, and I got saved by a neurosurgeon with an open head surgery, so uh, it was a defining moment in my life, and it changed wow. everything. Yep. he told me, "You're smart. Go get a full ride, and and get out of the life that you're in." And uh, it did. It changed a lot. So I'll kind of just shorthand it to that for the mm-hmm. why my my interest in neuro is a big thing, and so. This, this just hit my brain, and I was telling Masi about it, but I think Joe Rogan comes down to, he's like, just think about it. He goes, we have a paleolithic brain with medieval institutions living in a modern technology world. And uh, Eons, or, yeah, and uh, he sat there, and then he actually defined all of that, and he broke it down. He's like, just really think. like, w- Humans took millions of years to evolve into just Neanderthals and apes, we've only been homo sapiens for a couple thousands of years he's like millions of years it took to develop that brain so very little has changed in the brain of since paleolithic cavemen like very little evolution has occurred in the brain so we almost have the exact same brain as them back then however we've made civilizations, gone through the whole tribal village, you know nomadic stages of, of evolution of civilization and we got to that medieval time where we ended up making these government institutions and once those were founded and made and put into stone they were so hard and archaic and and got so bolstered and so in tune with our society and the way that cultures or countries and, and the geopolitical side of, America, of the world ended up coming about, that we stayed in these institutions. So they're really archaic institutions that we call our governments today. And then we've add, added the most complex side of it is modern technology. We're able to make decisions and streaming and podcasts, information immediately available. You're able to access it and share it with anybody you want at the click of a button. And yet we're living in an institution that takes four months to figure out your court case or six months to approve your ma- marriage like go back to that topic and <laughs> but yet we're still living with a paleolithic brain like still being able to do some really cool things so it brings up just so many topics that i feel like any of you guys probably could share some good things to say about that
2: yeah that's super interesting i think um honestly one time i mentioned to you that um not to say that we're not you know somewhat evolved or you know we haven't done a lot of amazing things in civilization building civilizations and whatnot. But uh, honestly, I explained to you that, you know, even though we've been it's 2024 right now, it's like I was trying to tell you that in the grand scheme of things, like we really have not been around for that many years, you know, and it's just even though it sounds like a lot thousands of years or something like it takes forever to evolve. And we just we're still kind of in like the very beginning stages of, um, you know, like what we are, what we're capable of becoming, you know, so like that's the way I look at it and I think that's aligned with what you're saying too, uh, Matt 100% Yeah, so um, that's super interesting stuff right there and it, and it don't get me wrong, I mean um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, based on what you said, it just sounds like you know, the state of where we're at is just kind of mismatched with <laughs> where we're at technical, uh, technology wise
3: and with the way everything else is set up in society as well you know Great. It's just... and I and I think that it's more of a philosophical thing to even be like concerned with the whole paleolithic brain I think that that just gives more perspective to a lot of us humans like living currently and today we acknowledge like thousands of years to be a long time but we really don't acknowledge the fact that um those millions of years before it, that's a lot longer and how many millions of years had to occur for us to be what we are, we we certainly don't appreciate that I think in 2024 because we have so much stimulation, so much technology that we are so out of touch with what it took to get here. The right, one thing right. that can be changed is the, the most obvious middle part, like these archaic, institutions why do we sit here and continue to just abide by something because it's the status quo whereas we already know there's better options out there where like the mass public gets the point we don't want to be led by puppets and people that are controlled by big corporations and pharmaceuticals and things like that like one thousand percent so I think that a revolution is coming, it's just, it might take some time, because, but modern tech is pushing us to a, a real fork in the road between these archaic, con, you know, institutions that can't keep up with the demand of what tech can.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That, not to, uh, not to cut anybody off who wants to say anything else, Tom, do you have anything to say, or?
1: Oh, awesome. No, i think That's uh, pretty poignant to uh <laughs> exactly that. I mean, it's it's saying it all there. Tom, uh, no, Marsha you go ahead,
0: and then I have a question for Tom.
2: Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that that aligns like a thousand percent with what I believe and what I what I always talk about when we discuss things like this on uh, our podcast. Um just as far as our systems in place, you know, everybody just accepts it. I mean, we, like you said, the public knows the, not all of the public, obviously, but a grand, um, I wouldn't say a majority, but there's definitely a good amount of people in our society that get the point, you know, and like, don't want to just live up to the status quo, but like you said, we got these people in charge in the government, there's a lot of corruption, there's a lot of You know, people that are just trying to do the bare minimum, and they don't believe in changing our systems in place, which is ridiculous. Because, like you said, it's archaic. It's you know, it's outdated. It's it's you know, that that made sense maybe a couple hundred years ago, or a hundred years ago, or something. But now it's time to you know change things around that way. uh, You know, and just as far as like you said, with whether it's uh, financial systems or healthcare systems or but, uh, politics and government in general you know
1: do we think most people wanna deal with all the other stuff
2: with uh, with what
1: other stuff i mean the things that government provide that you know the comforts the thing, you know the day to day is that they take care of the protections they afford people the security and you know welfare systems that you know they have available to them do you think people want to deal without the government even though we could because then they would have to essentially do more right or would ai right. run everything i'm just trying to figure out like what what you we're saying it would go to
0: um that kind of I mean, s- that kind of sounds like socialism in a sense, or communism. I don't
2: know if it's communism.
0: Yeah, it sounds like socialism. Um, if,
2: if, well, he... I mean that's a that's an, uh, socialism and communism is more to do with uh, economics, I believe. Okay. And okay. This, so, like, I mean, I'm not pro communism or pro socialism necessarily. I think we capitalism more.
1: <laughs> well, no, I, I don't, I never no, I don't think oh, no, Marshall don't think, ever I was. Never,
2: <laughs> no. no, I never was. I just, I, I believe in improved capitalism, if there's such a thing. <laughs> I don't believe in, you know, I don't think our society would work well under, you know, communism, per se, you know? I, I think that we're not ready for all that, and capitalism is the best way, but it just needs to be improved, and that being said, you know, like Matthew mentioned, um, with our archaic systems that we have in place and, you know, certain government officials that aren't, you know, living up to their expectations and whatnot, and like you said, though, you mentioned puppets, it's like they're just trying to, you know, be in control and nothing ever gets changed because I don't think people make enough of a, like you mentioned a revolution, I don't think some people are, uh, have the balls to do that, you know, so that's why it's like not, nothing's changing, so. Right. Um they
1: might well, kind the of what I was getting started. at is that yeah. people are too complacent. People would rather take like we're in an age of leisure time, luxury and we complain that we don't have enough time to do anything when we have more downtime than anyone in the history of humanity.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you're efficient with your use of technology and your life, like you truly should have more free time than ever.
1: Yeah, we still complain about it and want more people to do stuff or easier routes.
3: Which I think is just the natural flow of civilization, that they are always going to have those that are uh, sitting there with their hands out. If you look at it that way, there's it's just you've got millions of people and it's easy for them to just say, okay, well, who's taking care of me at some point? And societally, unfortunately, inside of America, that's become just up to thing that sucks and I don't I don't love but
2: yeah I get that so my stance on that is that um you know I mean I don't believe in people getting a free handout I do think that uh, individuals need to take some personal responsibility However, I do think that there needs to be some form of help. Like, I don't believe in just like, oh, you're on your own. Like, you know, it's just like, it's totally a hundred thousand percent up to you to like get everything done. If, and if anything gets fucked up, it's your fault. And you have to live with those consequences. It's like, I think there needs to be a balance, you know? Um, just because we are a society uh, at the end of the day. So one uh, thing depends on another, you know? Every business depends on another. Every person depends on another to some extent right so um
0: i just have a question for um tom real quick because um tom you you studied psychology uh you were a psych major when you went to college right for a little while Mm -hmm. so you and um matthew have similar backgrounds in a sense he wants to be a neurosurgeon or um yeah he wants to do something with uh, psychology has to do with the brain why do you think um have a
3: major was
0: psychology, by the way. <laughs> Your major was psychology, too. Okay.
3: My second, my second major was, yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, why, Tom, why do you think we haven't developed as much as we could? And what do you think is holding us back? And can you uh, also go into why there's differences in opinion? Like, um, like the liberal and the conservative mind, why do you think there's so many differences? Um, start wherever you want. Why do you think we haven't developed as much as we could?
1: I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that we haven't developed as much as we could. I think we're developing exceptionally fast. Like you guys said, it took hundreds of thousands of years for us to hit where we are now, and we're at an exponential growth point with technology that what is it, every year, computer capacity for you know overall computations doubles. So in five years, we're going to be Excellent. I don't even know what's about. 25 times further ahead than we were right now, and in 10 years, it's going to be, you know, again, forgive my math, 250 times further ahead. For how we keep up with it as an individual human trying to understand that and grasp it, I think we're doing pretty damn good.
3: Okay. I, I mean. think what's going to happen, as you've mentioned, is that we've gone so exponential on that third element. Like, there's nothing that we can do about the Paleolithic brain. I, I think that is what yep. it is. It is what it is. Like, we're not going to make that go any faster overnight. So, what we can change, those institutions, those aren't going to change overnight. I mean, that would be upheaving for- America or any country for that matter, like, completely. And that's not going to happen. But. Technology's gotten us to that because of the exponential growth. It's gotten us to this pushing point where our youngest generations can't understand why this stuff isn't working from the institutional side. To them, their idea of the way the world works isn't the way that we saw. Because you know, maybe somebody in our age range has saw the evolution of it because technology is a part of our childhood in, in its advent, mm-hmm. and then. We've got to see the evolution through an exponential eyesight. They got to see the end of that, that curve. So they're seeing it from the top of a mountain and they're not really looking down at where it started at all. These The youth of today, the generations that are starting to become even 20, aren't really looking back. If you show them an idea of a telephone booth or something or ask them what a fax machine is, the answers are hilarious, but... <laughs> But now they're misunderstanding like why do we have to wait for you know months for these things to get figured out when me and my friends can work on a project and have that answer back in five seconds? I mean, they're thinking on a an immediate, you know level. and once they start to get into, government positions here in the next 10 to 15 years, I believe that the institutions are going to have to come to a breaking point where they're going to have to change pretty radically, pretty quickly. That's a good prediction. Or the change. And the elderly that can't fix and can't work with technology as well, because think of like say for instance, let's just really put a detail to it, voting system. Completely archaic. However, we could all just sit here from the, the, the use of our own home put in very specific credentials about ourselves, such as social security number and very personally identifying information, and have a portal with the government where we can cast very specific votes on our own time, something that we know is specific to our own self. And that could be something that could be done immediately. And we we know, yes, it can be tampered with just all the same as any voting place or anything like that. So. So, I mean, honestly, like, we're not being protected by going to some place and 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 getting all of that. So, telling that to a 16 year old right now that, hey, in two years, you're going to be voting and you're going to have to go to this place and press some buttons and um, punch a ticket, maybe, or something of the sort. Like, they're going to be like, what? what just, how, why don't I just do this from the, my home? You know? And I love hearing up,
1: that from you, Matt
3: just uh, i gotta throw it out there because
1: on our last podcast on the diverse topic forum it was actually one of the things i brought up that we shouldn't vote for politicians anymore we should vote for policies and every single person's voice should be towards what is relevant to them it can be much more localized it doesn't have to be big federal government that's what fucks shit up in my
3: opinion i am all for
1: smaller local
3: idea a really cool idea and I think actually an answer to the whole problem is that, yeah, why don't we just start having a system that we all can, can put more, I mean, we can put more money into those individuals that work for that system to keep it non-corrupt and, and, and build a system that's more technologically based. And then it's just paying government to, to keep this technology intact that allows us to run ourselves like truly from the household that we choose our own decisions we 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 vote for those kinds of opinions and thoughts from our own one seat we get one seat one vote and we have the technology to make that happen like I think in the next 10 to 15 years what what really stinks is we still I don't want this to be taken the wrong way that I just said it really stinks but we do have this population at the very highest end that is still very coherent and able to make decisions and they don't use technology. That In the next 10 to 15 years, that population won't be living any longer. The old, the elderly that won't use technology. You know, my grandma is fine with a computer and, and cell phone, but you know, maybe a couple years older than her, those people don't use technology. Telling them to vote on a computer or personal you know device would never work so there's also that whole we get it because we are younger and we do see technology as an answer but there's a whole whole generation that does not think that way that's still living
1: yep and that's why sometimes stuff takes time to just Mm. go through phases because it is generational it is something that has to run its course right Right. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's a good point. Um, I've thought about that before.
2: Uh, just you know, speculations on the future and what that brings with the new generations and technology and everything. Um, it's it's a weird spot for me because I'm right on the cusp of uh, being a millennial and uh, Gen Z actually, because 27. Um, so growing up and seeing you know with all the changes in technology, like I, I remember you know phone booths and uh, dial up internet and fax machines and all that. But at the same time, you know, I uh, didn't see it from the very start. And that being said, you know, that's just as far as technology goes. But, you know, when it comes to politics and government, it'll be interesting to see some you know, like younger politicians, even if they're Gen X this time and not boomers, you know what I mean? Or they're uh, millennials rather than Gen X or boomers. And it'll just be interesting to see the changes in that. I mean, hard to say whether it's a good thing or bad thing, you know, Um, could be some pros and cons on both sides. But I'm just trying to tie that into what you were talking about. Uh, Interesting point.
3: I'm still very interested to get into what you were talking about before we started the podcast, Marshall. Okay. <laughs> because um, I think it flows into what where we're going with this and technology and animals. For sure. Yeah. Um, so. Mm-hmm. So Massey,
2: uh, I haven't heard you say anything in a while. Can you jog my memory of what we were talking about earlier?
0: Um. You. I think we are talking about. Uh, the differences in people and how to really get along um, with uh, with uh, everybody um, like we want I asked you a question I was like uh, uh, how would the world be if everybody if all the men were just ca- carbon copies of you and first you answered that it would be um, it would be a great place right
2: at first at first yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then I realized like not so much yeah well um Um, yeah so yeah so let's let's ask everybody that question i guess let's start the topic off like that um so when masi asked me earlier at first i was you know like well that would be really good because you know i think i'm a pretty uh understanding person and i try to be Balanced and logical with my way of thinking and treating others you know so I'm like oh, the world would be a better place but then Massey brings up a great point it's like well you know what about the things that you're not good at that, or that other people you know can you know do better or at least have certain qualities that I don't have that you know makes a, a big difference you know what I mean and that goes for anybody really it's like everybody kind of fills in each other's um what's it what's it called um, you complement each other with, you know, one person might have strengths in this department and another person might have strengths in that department type of thing. So it's an interesting point, but I just want to hear everyone else's thoughts on it.
1: Go ahead, Tommy boy. I'm trying to figure out what the actual question was, if we're I was, all-
3: I was right there too. I'm like, I follow everything that you said so
0: Okay. Uh, basically, do you think um, if everybody thought the same as you, Tom, do you think the world would be a better place? Like if everybody... no, absolutely,
1: not. okay, there'd be no innovation. There'd be no development. You have to have contrasting opinions mm-hmm. to hash out details of what is the best, what is the most logical. Like you would have zero progression. Right. Well, you'd have minuscule progression. I'll say that, but.
3: Yeah, collaboration spawns creati- More creativity. Correct. Exactly, and
2: that's what I was saying too. Mm-hmm. That's what I uh, realized after we started discussing that earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's ob- it's obvious, you know, once you start thinking
3: about it. But, um, but once the other like, thing with, would be boring.
2: <laughs> and with the uh, but it does come with. Go ahead, Matt.
3: Matthew. All right. With the advent of like open source technology, I think that's the, the greatest example of exactly what we're all kind of agreeing to. It seems is like open source, before open source was a thing, mm-hmm. you think of you know a, as a proprietary program or something that they've been personally working on that will add to their product, add to their ability to do what they do. And it's in their best interest to keep that out of the enemy's hands. Like anybody that has that, can try to mock them but now companies have gotten so good and open source became a thing where hey why don't we just share it to the whole world and let the whole world work on this with us and then we'll just firmly put all of our resources into being the best version of us so that nobody else can compete with it. So then an Amazon and a Google and these big companies get so big that they can't be competed with because how are you gonna compete with a Google? When they went open source on anything, on in terms of their code, they ended up just breaking the limits of where every other company was working with just their few scientists and coders and programmers and engineers. Now all of a sudden you have the world's engineers and somebody else's perspective might just be farting around on the internet and they look at the code and they're like, ha, I can fix that. And then they just go ahead and do it. And now that code is infinitely better for the rest of its life. And by open source technology and open source thinking, I think that, you know, our coming generations it's already being shown with the, the new, the youngest generations that they're way easier to just work collaboratively. They have no problem with that. their Sharing their Pride and success, and all of it, is going to be natural to them because it's kind of fostered in our technology. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't do a whole lot of things, but open source, I think, does show that collaboration creates that innovation and creativity that we've never seen before. Uh,
2: And there's a lot of benefits then. Go ahead, Masi. No,
3: absolutely. I think
0: the reason why we got on that topic is because uh, sometimes uh, me and Marshall both have trouble getting along with some people and, um, well, not getting along, community,
3: yeah,
0: I mean, uh, it's like, it's basically some of our friends and like, um, I, I haven't known Visrix, uh, I mean, Matthew for that long, but uh, our communications are like um, me and Tom and uh, there's just a couple of people, a couple of friends that like, don't match the same level of um like uh communication that i want or like um and me and marshall actually talked to tom about this a while back and tom kind of schooled us and said maybe you guys are the problem (laughs) we, (laughs) um, we, we expect everybody to like be on par with our way of communication and that doesn't that's why um that's why we um we kind of get disappointed in the people that we try to work with or um uh uphold a friendship with cuz they're they're not they're not matching our they're not matching what we're putting out so um yeah we expect them to have not, the same you're type not of communication
1: matching, you're not matching them.
0: <laughs> right well it's, it's both ways it's both ways i guess cuz um, yeah so, so that's, that's why I, I, I was basically um, telling Marshall that we have to look, um, we have to um, not uh, overextend and, and uh, then disappoint ourselves at the end. So.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, because we, we can't always expect everybody, to, everybody to have the same line of thinking or the same communication skills or communication abilities or something uh, as us, you know, and even if it's not like I didn't mean to say skills necessarily, they could have like great communication skills to an extent, but it's just different than ours. I guess that's, that's also another possibility. So that being said, it's just, that is one of the, I don't want to say downsides, but that is one of the, uh, things that comes with all the diverse personalities you can encounter out there but you know there are uh, tremendous benefits to having uh contrast you know or what, what you said earlier was um diverse personalities because of all the collaboration you know so that's
1: another good point as well. And the audio died. I wish I had the cricket button. <laughs> put on there there.
3: What happened? <laughs> he had a computer issue right before we actually- Oh, started.
2: oh, yeah, I forgot Mossy was recording this. I'm so used to recording, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, he must've- something must've happened on his end. Yeah. Mossy there? Nope. <laughs>
3: So that's really cool, uh, Marshall. That you mentioned that your background in health and fitness and stuff. Uh, what are you currently like? W- what kind of project are you working on, or do you work uh, like currently with that?
2: Um. So I wouldn't necessarily say there's a current project I'm working on, but I do have a like a big goal of mine. I would say it's basically like what I'm trying to do long term. You know, is like you know, like my purpose or mission, whatever you want to call it, and um. That would be to, I want to, uh, uh, let's see, just help other people who have gone through similar struggles, whether it's, uh, you know, addiction or any type of, uh, you know, trauma or something like that. I want to provide uh, services as far as like, whether it's uh, classes or coaching, as far as any type of health and fitness goes or, you know, um, so one of my, what was that? sign me up <laughs> right right I'll yeah just so basically like I a little bit background about me I used to party a lot you know I used to uh drink do drugs all that type of stuff you know hang out with uh not saying that you know you can't that certain people can't enjoy that stuff but I was doing it the wrong way you know and uh right. hanging out with the wrong people and stuff like that uh did have a pretty stressful uh like home life too at, when growing up. Um so that being said, those two things played a significant role in like the downfall of like, like my mental and physical health at some point in time. So um I just I found a lot of uh benefits and you know, help through uh doing like when I started taking up kickboxing and stuff like that and i I always tell people you know it's like i don't do that to try to be like a fucking ufc fighter or something it's like i do it because the the cardio that i got from it and like the collaboration with the, the people in my class you know like the other other guys in my class it was like a kind of like a brotherhood type of thing you know and it just it really changed things around for me it like helped me quit things because i always tell people like you know, you're not gonna do a jujitsu class like it's like a boot camp workout, bro. Like you're not gonna do that and be able to be a, a smoker, like a cigarette smoker or a, or a vapor, you know. And like like I said, I I don't look down on anybody that does that. I used to do that shit too. But it's like you gotta if it works for you, then it works for you. But if you notice a problem and it's affecting your life negatively, that's when you like have to change something. You know what I mean? Sure. Yep. Absolutely. So, that's awesome. So that's that being awesome. said, I yeah. want to help people with that, you know?
3: Absolutely. That's awesome. That that's a
1: passion. Yeah. I gave him the idea for his future business venture. It's going to be a, not really a gym, but it's a, an organization called Mind, Body and Soul. And it's, uh, it's all about, you know, different classes for, for health and fitness, but also mental stuff like, you know, counseling, career placement, skill development.
3: That's so funny. Exactly. I love that mind idea. Mind. Look at
2: Tom. Yeah. He's my What? Uh, Sorry.
3: It's neat that you mentioned mind Body. So I mentioned that uh, my background's in healthcare and uh, new business development and like my, what she, she calls me or herself, my bonus mom. She um, <laughs> it was like a, a mom when I was growing up. Um, she has a, a company, like she's wildly like not famous, but just below it. And she has a company called uh, Tummies, minds, and spirits. That's a non-for-profit for children that are underfed, malnourished, or in you know impoverished communities, and it's. Nice. Yeah, it's the exact like same it. idea: body, mind, spirit, or soul. But tummy, yeah. mind, spirit. Yeah. Hey
1: yeah, guys. I mean, honestly. Oh, he exists.
0: <laughs> no, I just wanted to assure you guys the recording was still going on. My mom called me talking about bonus moms. My mom actually called me and wanted to talk, so you guys can carry on. It's still being you
1: recorded. Literally dropped in the middle of the podcast to answer a phone call from your mother. That's adorable, and she <laughs> should know how much you care about her.
0: Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> if I don't, she's gonna she's gonna like uh, kick me out. So I have to talk to her. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, go, You guys, feel, feel free to carry on. I just wanted to assure you guys it's being recorded
3: still, so... Oh, we took a little time out. <sighs> We're just chit chat.
2: Carry so, on. Uh, Matt, Matt, I want to ask you, so what's your uh, like goal or vision as far as health and fitness, healthcare goes? Because you mentioned you're into that, too. Mm-hmm.
3: I've got a... I mean, I'm extremely ambitious, so I'll just pre-warn everybody, like... Mossy knows I don't do anything little at all. I uh, once I got into like pre med, um, I immediately started working in hospital with my mentors. And my mentor, he's a pulmonologist and uh, a lung doctor, lung doctor, yeah, internal medicine, hospitalist, and pulmonary were his uh, his specialties. And he wanted to foster me to, to eventually take over his multifaceted uh, medical complex that he had that has just about everything you can talk about um, except for surgery and he was starting off just in one single little actually we shared an exam room with another doctor um, in a hospital that was doing surgeries and from there we ended up you know building and getting up to the point where he had uh, Ninety-six different PAs and NPs underneath him as extension care. And, uh, yeah, we got we got big, um, and it taught me a lot. But along the way, it it broke me to medicine, and so now my my lifelong goal is to destroy the current healthcare system and recreate a new like system oh, yeah. that is meant to foster people to preventative health, integrative holistic means and then use medicine and pharmaceuticals where necessary and especially in emergency care or you know chronic care and the things that they're made for but not how they're abused today Um, and then as well like that's going to shape society I think that from the societal point that we start to educate so this is something that Mossy does know but I my newest project is actually um, I had a company that I started um, in 2019, literally right at the end of 2019. Um, it was November is when we launched. I bought $250,000 worth of skincare machines. And uh, we were going to make a holistic clinic. And we called it Defy Age. So I was the owner of Defy Age. And unfortunately, like as we know, COVID happened that exact same month. So I just shared with you guys like the logo of Defy Age. And um, we started off with investors that were completely on board with my mission. We were going to defy age. I had the skincare machines with it, but we were going to educate and create holistic community. Uh, We were starting here in downtown Indianapolis and unfortunately COVID destroyed my investors, their businesses, and it really put me in a terrible, terrible spot. So I'm sitting on a lot of debt from that. So I've been working on my newest project as well kind of on the side, it's something that's kind of brand new. It's just been the last two months, but it's been my lifelong goal is to change the whole healthcare system. And so I've created a newer company that's called New You. And this company is gonna be, um, it's gonna be online so it won't have to just help the people here in Indianapolis. It's a technological hub so, it's going to be an app on the phone or website. You can get on from your computer or or an app. And I have spent the last 10 years of my life like making these new businesses inside of medicine. And in the midst of that, I have to reach out to, you know, professionals and experts in their fields and understand it from the top down. So, now that I've got this huge I I don't know, I guess encyclopedia or of all this dumb you know, all these relative fields inside of medicine that I ended up thinking of the newer ideas called New You. So I'm I'm making a new company called New You and it's being developed right now, like the website for this. Um still making like an idea for the logo, but that's not really a big deal. What we are gonna do, it's gonna be a hub where Say, for instance, those holistic people that are out there, they make great content maybe on social media, but it's also one of those hocus pocus fields where you don't know who is reliable. You don't know who to trust. And a lot of the time you're going to be hearing from somebody maybe on social media that while they might have more popularity than somebody else, they might not actually have the best information and it might not be healthy for you to follow that person. So I want to create a hub where I and my team knew you (laughs) go and find those professionals on social media. It doesn't matter that they have millions of followers. It's that they put out the right information, good, holistic, preventative information. And it could be dietary, it could be psychological, could be spiritual, but a lot of different fields inside of medicine and health and and fitness. Finding those experts, telling them, hey, we created a hub, and if you're featured on, on our site, you pay nothing, you just get exposure. We like what you do. If you continue to do that, what you do, we'll just feature you as one of those professionals. And then the users are sitting here coming to this website, and all the work's done for them. It's real health, real simplified. So my, the slogan for new you is real health, real experts, real simple. And I wanna create this hub where the professionals are readily accessible to the people. They can make consultations if they want to. They can just see their social media and maybe that's enough. Maybe they just watch a couple reels and that this person is interested in fitness. So then all of a sudden they look up and they see on their new you, App that there's 50 you know people right here and Marshall's one of them and he's just put out a brand new five-second reel on and they just can click on fitness reels and boom all these people that do fitness and reels that knew you approved and works with are gonna show up and these people are getting real good access to information and health care that is kind of a lost art right now like people are in a using technology to try to find these answers but they don't know how to sift through it.
2: Wow. It's it's super interesting that you're talking about all that I don't um masi mentioned that there is a um like a correlation between you know what we both care about and I'll tell you right now that that's very similar to the you know line of work I'm trying to get into as far as like holistic and trying to get Away from traditional um, western medicine, uh, only if only use that if necessary, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And like, that's exactly, I mean, I don't want to say exactly, but it's very similar to what I believe in, and that's really cool you're doing all that. And, um, you know, I do wish you the best of luck with that company. I mean, I do, who knows? I mean, going down the line, maybe uh, there could be some
3: kind of collaboration there, but um. Absolutely. I mean, that's Um, where I was already thinking when we had that little break is that Marshall, you and I will definitely be chatting in the future for, I mean, if I can just add exposure to you, it's not really, I have no way of really making money from anybody at the moment. It's just building the platform. So if it gets you a little bit more exposure, that's a great start. I hate to
1: ask Matt because, you know, I never want to tear in anyone's business, but that actually is going to be one of my main questions is... How are you going to profitize it and actually make it a business?
3: Yep. So first it's going to be completely free and that'll make more sense for everybody involved. I have a lot of people inside of my own circles that I'm very close with and some of them already have large followings um, with holistic or integrative health. So I'm pretty well connected in that to where I'll have a pretty good, I think, Starting maybe in the next month or two, I'll start to actually have the website built enough to where I can start to put the professionals together and have a couple of different fields that are the major ones that people would be looking for as far as popularity on the the internet. And then once I have it to a point where I have good enough content on enough fields, I'm thinking in about six months is my plan and goal, that I'll have enough content on there where I'll have the users have two options. You can get the free, easy information and it will be limited to you know a couple of reels about those specific topics. Very good reels, very good information, very good videos, maybe on YouTube videos or TikToks or whatever it might be. It'll be all the, the social media platforms will be used and available for them to, to view. But that'll just be the free content and then there'll be a subscription model for the users that are going to use that information so the professionals at the beginning are going to be completely free to the professionals that want to jump on board but they're going to be a highly selective process on who we team up with so we do not want the wrong information being put out in front of the people that are trusting us and then the second part is going to be eventually monetizing it by saying okay if it's $4.99 a month for this app that gives you access to the best information but all of their information you can get everything you want from these people maybe even set up consultations and then eventually further down the line when we have true professionals doctors and things like that that can do actual build out work then we'll have a, a bigger subscription model where you can have maybe virtual visits and stuff like that but that's so far down the line that's not even thought about but that's the idea there will be a a okay, long-term system. path uh-huh
1: so I, I actually I'm kind of curious too because you said you wanted information not getting shut down and you know wanted it available for everyone. Then you also said making sure the right information is there. Isn't it possible to have conflicting information, or would you essentially pick a side?
3: No, I'm gonna feature both sides. So the great thing is okay. that it's not you know as the owner of this i i know what i know as far as like my background in education is at least high enough and i went above and beyond my education and, and went and worked for a holistic doctor for eight years of my life went into natural medicine completely though so nice. i yeah i got away from the whole hospital setting and ended up going into natural medicine for eight years and it changed everything about the way that i saw health period yeah I was taught medicine in school. Mm-hmm. I was not taught to heal somebody. I was taught this fixes the problem. It didn't tell me how to. This this fixes the the symptoms. Yep. I was taught a whole lot about how to fix symptoms. I was never taught in the end, and I, I was full right. So every other you know student in my cohort is is looking at me as one of the top. But I'm looking at them as like you're all sheep listening to these things that aren't going to help you by the way Like if you're thinking like me, this isn't the answers These are the tidbits of stuff that should tell you that this isn't enough yet And there's something else out there and it wasn't until I met this natural doctor That's extremely successful in his approach with his patients here in Indianapolis And he blew my mind because for the first two years I was listening to everything he said I was like he's a quack He's telling them false information I was taught you can't cure that and every single time that I thought that he showed me he proved me wrong you can fix most of these issues if you give it the right information the right nutrition the right idea to the person and it takes a methodical approach but to get back to your real question I'll feature say for instance uh, a very good example would be on diet I'm gonna have a lot of nutrition and diet experts that are gonna be immediately available and it's like which one's the best well i'll feature them all but what each vegan needs to know the best vegans out there are on you know the ones on social media i'm going to try to find the ones that give good information about veganism so that they're getting good healthy information about veganism and i'm not going to feature some vegan that's just in it to, to tell them about that because there's certain parts to veganism that you need to understand about the proteins that you will be missing. So it's great to have a source of information for that, but veganism can't be just wholly identified by somebody that's non-vegan and be like, oh, okay, I'm never going to listen to that. I'm not just going to be like, you have to be vegan, or you have to be carnivore, or you have to be Mediterranean. I'll feature them all, but there will be an expert that you can trust for Mediterranean, an expert you can not trust for carnivore, an expert you can trust for vegan. So that's the idea on each one of those, but I'll feature them all so they're not competing with within each other on my website whatever this person types in, they're going to get a result in an expert for what they're looking for exactly, an expert they can trust I like that you are fluently speaking my language right now man, I thought when you mentioned what you were into I was like, I think that we're going to have some good chats all of us for sure, yeah Um, and I just want to say that uh, I mean,
2: my main goal is obviously to help people, but I will say that the state of our healthcare system right now just provides major opportunity because there's a major market for, um, you know, a, the ability to actually solve someone's health problems and heal them because our healthcare system is failing us right now, you know. Oh, so gosh, yes.
3: And I haven't uh, mentioned traditional it. Western medicine. So, what was what, okay. that? Agreed. And I haven't mentioned it yet, but while I was working with that natural doctor, like. Uh, the way that I made my my stay there at the very beginning he didn't know what he was getting from me and it was a two-man operation it was here you are you're gonna be my office manager and complete everything like he just walked in and wanted to to see the patients and walk out I take care of all of the rest of the practice just me and him and so it was a whirlwind from the start he looked at me I was only like maybe I think 24 or something like that, but he was told, I could, he, he was promised the moon with me, and he expected the moon with me. And uh, it was a whirlwind, but in those first two years, I I grasped a whole lot. But one of the most important things that he ended up incorporating into my very being is that like, trusting the source of where you're getting it from is more important than anything in the entire world and that can't be understated enough here in 2024 there's this old way old motto it's like snakes in the grass kind of thinking it was easy to understand in a village you know back in the day when an outsider came into town everybody knew because everybody knew who was around them so a snake you know poison salesman couldn't make it back then because they they knew who they knew and they knew who they were gonna trust the doctor down the street is who's always taking care of them and they believed in that but today in 2024 right. we, we don't have the snake in the grass society that can take care of you that when the snake in the grass the whole village jumps up and says there's a snake out there don't go out we don't know who, to, who we can trust and who we can't trust anymore so i think that fundamentally a program like new you needs to happen um Hopefully like it gains enough popularity along its advent and everything that it actually becomes what I envisioned for it. But nonetheless, like healthcare in America right now trusts the system. As long as you have that white coat on and you say what you say, they're going to listen and take that pill religiously yep. and faithfully. Yep. And unfortunately that's not giving us the results that I personally, mm-hmm. you know, would expect out of our twenty twenty four healthcare and medical system. Uh, Why are we putting more money into our medicine than any other country by far and yet having the worst health (sighs) ratings of Any major developed country across the board? Um, But getting that information out there it took me even a long time and it took me like breaking laws inside of my head Laws that I had been told from education are true that I ended up finding out just just are not true so a part of the monetization was that This guy that I ended up working for, this doctor, he spent his first like 10 years of his practice working with companies to find exactly the right companies inside of nutrition and supplements, herbs, that he could trust. Whether that meant he had to leave the country and go see their farm and actually look at their farm, ask them about the herbs, herbicides and pesticides and different toxins that could be included in these things. He needed mm-hmm. to know every single chemical of everything that he was putting into each one of his patients or he wouldn't work with that company so I didn't appreciate it until about four or five years with working with him that we had like I hated it at the beginning when I first started working with him I'm like why do we have 50 different companies that I have to order from for supplements why can't you just pick one and he's like it's that does not work. Matt. He looked at me like I was a, a chimp. He was like, are you retired? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. No company makes all of them right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like you, you why? That makes sense to me. Why can't they? Why can't you trust one? And I found out like, yes, each one of these is very specific. You get it from the right source, the right thing, the right place. And what I hope to achieve with New You, now that I've done that for the last 12 years of my life, This is, I have all of those companies. If you needed the best triglycerides, I've got you. If you needed the best vitamin D, if you needed the best this or that, and we're not just saying the best because it's the best quality, but it's also the right price for the right quality.
0: Matthew, I just have a quick question because like, uh, I struggled with bipolar since I was 14, right? And, um, I keep on going on and off the medication because, uh. I mean some were for silly reasons like I wanted to go 100% sober I was already sober for two years I was like I want to go 100% sober so I went off my meds and then I went manic and I did a lot of research and it, it's basically saying that I have to take lithium carbonate for the rest of my life and it will basically fuck up my whole kidneys this that and the third so do do you know any alternatives to bipolar medicine that I can take that's holistic that won't set me off the rails?
3: I'll certainly talk with you off the podcast about that first part. Right, cool. I do not want to put out health information on a podcast that could potentially be you know, damning to somebody else's specific case if that
0: Got you. gotcha. Okay.
3: okay. Fair enough. I don't want to ever put out health information to somebody out there on the public eye that could hurt them. But we can talk personally about you for sure. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I definitely have some ideas for you. Yes.
0: All right, cool. Tom, Tom's idea was uh, really enlightening. He told me to take LSD. It was the best thing I ever did.
3: Agreed, uh, actually. So, if, going, if we're going into something like this, we can talk in a more general sense. And yeah. Have you ever thought of or heard of bufo toad venom?
0: Uh, no, I have not.
3: Okay. This is a venom secreted from this, this type of toad in South America and Mexico and, and Central America called a bufo toad is mm-hmm. what we basically IBMio call it. DMT. And yeah and it creates a dmt type effect that's about four to ten times stronger than dmt naturally what okay yeah. I'm, i think i'm good on that
0: i'm done doing hallucinogenics honestly i um not
3: yeah it's maybe a 20 minute trip but they have found like it works with so many psychological disorders um in fact like one of the biggest things addiction um, addiction is the number one thing like it literally has cured just straight up with just one dose pure addicts for the an entire lifelong addicts with a single dose
0: What they,
3: they have such an experience with this that it's through the experience and you have to be in the right setting so um, I'm just now going down this rabbit hole in the last month or so where I'm researching these places in Mexico that actually do it you have to be very careful because I hear that most of these places, you're you're in a complete trance in a state of, you know, euphoria and stuff that's going on hallucinogenically that you're not able to control yourself, you know, physically. So unfortunately, a lot of these shamans, they call themselves down in Mexico, will take advantage of the people that come in there. They'll be tripping for 20 minutes and then they rape them and do stuff like that. Um, so you really have to pay attention to who you're you're getting in to touch with. But apparently in Mexico, like the, the good shamans are well known and you can mm-hmm. figure it out really easily. Like, I guess one, he does like a whole couple day extravaganza for like a thousand dollars or something like that. But, you know, it includes massage and getting you in the right mindset beforehand for a couple of days. A lot of, you know, <laughs> Zen type things and feelings so that you're in the right mindset to have the trip and then you go into right. it and it's, it's like made to, to help out with a lot of psychological disorders. Yeah,
0: it kind of reminds me of ayahuasca trips or yeah, going sure. on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's exactly the same idea. Hmm. So, 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 Matt, um, check out that picture I just uh, posted on the chat. That is um, a Google Doc I made about, I don't know, a couple months ago and it's just like some uh, business uh,
3: ideas I had and what, what kind of things I would offer, you know? can I help you and I'll do it for free manage you help out with your social media yeah absolutely media okay I'm building a portfolio where I manage people's social media especially in healthcare And so I've got two buddies that also do health coaching and stuff like this so I'd love to build your guys' brands and then I'll have you in my portfolio I'll do it for free but I'll have you in my portfolio as I build this new you you guys can be the first professionals that are on there for sure yeah um, I definitely think that you know, like
2: a collaboration of uh, yeah. At, at the beginning stages of both of our, our ideas, you know, like offering, you know, some free value to each other is always, you know, a plus. So absolutely.
3: Yeah. I'd love to collaborate with that. I'm reading that. You know, read especially it at the beginning yeah. stages of
2: all and this, the you know? cool,
3: The cool thing is that my mentor, he, when I met him, I'm 14 years old. Um, I, I don't, I shouldn't say this. I Either way, I met him when I'm 14 years old, and uh, he saved my life. And uh, as I told you, like I did get shot in the head when I was 13, so it was a different, a different childhood than most people, for sure. Mossy knows a lot more about that, but I'm not going to say. And, um, yeah, sure. and in the end, he had me write out business plan after business plan after business plan of different ideas everything that I would come into contact with so you know in a given year I might identify 80 different growth opportunities for us and I'd evaluate them all and then I'd come down with one that I liked that I thought was an addition to our practice and over those years it was like yeah well he, he pat me on the head and I'm only 25 or something like that and he pat me on the head he's like uh yeah talk to Matt here and if he thinks that you're a good idea you know anytime a rep came in anytime somebody's like hey I've got a good idea for you to add to your practice He's like, yep, just chat with him. He's the guy. And then I'd evaluate it, write out a whole plan, and then assess it and say, like, no. Like, in the end, like, we could add that. There's no doubt that we could add it. It's just, is it the right idea? Is it the right thing? Because we could add millions of things. It's just, do we have the ability to do that? Which one's going to be the best bang for our buck? And I went with that. So I got really adept at making these business plans and helping out with that, that now I'm like, let's just freelance consult with everybody around and build a business off of consulting. So helping you out do this will help me build that portfolio where I can start to do the consulting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And vice versa, I think like anything to do with this would help either one of us, you know, at, like I said, at the beginning stages at least, you know, just to get like more familiar with what we're doing. You know, I mean, it sounds like you definitely know what you're doing. Um, as far as I go, I just, you know, I'm still learning along the way. But as you can see in that picture, you know, I mean, I just, th- those are some things I, I was brainstorming and jotting down,
3: you know, mm-hmm. um, like online support systems. Before... Go ahead. I've been working a lot more with uh, with ChatGPT I, uh, I subscribe for sure. to it and have an account for like 20 bucks a month but it and my business plans and everything like just went so much like through the roof uh, with Defy Age, I think like our business plan was like 36 pages or something like that and it was really really solid like I had two business partners buddies I was the sole owner but they were partners for sure and um like our business plan i thought was one of the best ever i ran it through a chat gpt for a couple of hours and worked with it holy crap like this thing is so many miles better than what it was beforehand so i ran new you into its chat uh, i mean into chat gpt and my business plan for new you i i like salivate over
2: <laughs>
3: yeah oh it's <laughs> awesome like AI the i was just like
2: take care of so many things for you, you know, to make your life easier
1: when it comes to yeah. all this. Um, I try to I create my hey website. I'm going to just say I, I do got to bow out. It's getting a bit late on my side, and I got an early morning tomorrow. So, Matt, it was a pleasure meeting you. Definitely glad we got to, to get on the podcast and get some good convos going. But we will catch up again. Other than that, everybody else, have a great night. Take care, Tom.
2: You too, Tom. Great having
1: yeah, you, bro. Take care.
2: I- Yep.
0: Thanks All for right, having son. me
1: back. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. All right. See you guys. See you, brother.
2: Okay. See ya. Um, I'm gonna get off in 15 to 15 minutes.
0: Sure. sure. Awesome. Um, I'm glad you guys are um, you guys are uh, relating with with this topic. Um, uh, health and fitness is. Uh, I know Marshall's a big advocate for it, so it's awesome that both of you like this stuff. I mean, I do too, but I'm not, I'm not trying to start a business for it right now.
3: My two best friends are, uh, they're both personal trainers, but one is also a health coach. And uh, I mean, that's all we do. The, we have a, the four of us, there's a group of four of us that, I mean, we can sit there for probably eight straight hours. And we have before, like, and just talked health and fitness and all of these things different perspectives from each uh, the only one that's not a health coach and, and fitness guy, he's the devil's advocate, so he'll sit back and just, he'll always <laughs> offer the opposite of whatever the heck you're trying to agree with he'll always try to have that that opposite point, always so it's a great like circle that we have that we're constantly bombarded by the opinion of the other side, always none of our ideas get to escape the other side and yet the three of us can really congeal and have a lot of synergy between us because we all see health, fitness similarly. Um, but we all have our own little you know, side to it. One was a bodybuilder, one's like an ape hippie, and then you've got me that's more like scientific and and, and structured. So we all have this this style yeah. that, that's pretty neat that I love that we've already started this collaboration. So I feel like this is just another circle that I'll, I'll be able to um, Aid and help out and, and be a resource for, but at the same time, like, I love those kinds of circles and think tanks where you can get good discussion going about great topics.
0: Do you have a, Do you have a Discord channel for for that with um, with your buddies?
3: No, we're all Indianapolis, so we they don't do Discord. But I could I could get one of them on for sure, maybe two of them.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I want I want to network you and Marshall and them together, so you guys can. Um, Help develop Marshall's yes. business plan too.
3: I think the two that are yeah. the most and the help would would possibly be the podcast idea for sure.
0: Okay, cool, cool, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say really, cool. that. That's really cool. That was all I was saying. They do actually have a lot of great stuff to add. They exercise their minds with tons of books. I mean, tons of books and lots of podcasts into natural health or integrative health or holistic health um, or fitness.
0: Very cool. Okay, Marshall, you were gonna say something?
2: Uh, I was just yeah, I was just gonna say it sounds like with um, your uh, collaboration with other people, you know, it just it, you guys really balance each other out well, you know. And then as far as what you just said, uh, with you know, reading, I, I'm big into reading as well, and you know, uh, I think just there's tremendous benefits. Uh, With doing podcasts, you know, having these discussions, listening to podcasts, reading books, obviously. So, yeah, I just want—I was just relating to that. I'm definitely on board with all that as well.
3: Awesome. So, there's something that you said right before we started the podcast. Something about like um, how we humans are uh, different than animals, and you had thought about it while you were on break.
0: That was no. That was my topic. Um, That was my topic. I mean, that was that's what me and Marshall talked about before, but. Uh, I was just thinking about how all animals, like, and insects, they, even plants, they all act the same, or behave the same, eat the same things, and basically do the same things as as each other, they're, they're the same species, um, and human beings are, like, um, a, a species of them their own, but they have so many different... Uh, characteristics and like um, it's it's just fascinating that like animals behave one way and humans be, behave like a million ways so yeah
2: I mean it, the, do, it does seem like they're uh, carbon copies of each other sometimes I mean are, uh, there's definitely some distinctions of course like you can tell like every dog has a you know slightly different personality but they are very very similar mm-hmm. um When it comes to us, yeah, I mean, we're similar, obviously, but like we were talking about earlier, we have um, vastly different uh, psychology going and vastly different personalities. So um, what were you adding to that, Masi, though? No,
0: I'm just, uh, I mean, I know why it happens, because we, um, why human beings are so different, because we're... We're in different environments, uh, and we are, our different upbringings and culture and all this adds to our characteristics and personality, but, um, the animals, like, even if they're in different, uh, environments, they still behave very similarly. I mean, I'm not trying to, I guess I am comparing humans to animals, but it's just, um, why are humans, uh, so... Why, why are humans so different than each other even though like um, people uh, grow in, in same environment, similar family structures, uh, similar um, experiences but yet they're different so I just uh, I don't know the answer to that
3: I had a professor in college that he he and I would, would go out actually and just sit and talk, he was a philosophy and theology professor at at my place uh it was a Catholic institution Marian College now Marian University but um where I went and our conversations would we'd sit and we'd have dinner and go for like four or five hours and his first day with us uh it was a moral issues class which you can imagine is gonna be hilarious in college you got young collegiates talking moral issues um and he starts off, like, with an uh, Aristotle, which, like, Aristotle's very black and white. He's the voice, the grandfather of reason. Like, it, he can deduce it by reason, that this is right or wrong. So, to start a, a moral issues class at a Catholic, you know, college, where not everybody's Catholic, first of all. <laughs> and he starts it off with, like, an Aristotle quote talking about, like, that basically what is and this is a good question to even like come to to grip with basically where you're going with it Masi is what what separates a human from a different animal Uh, right Aristotle came down to two things like we have two things that make us different because we possess both things there are animals that possess one of the other two things but we possess two things in combination that no other animal has we have speech like actual speech that can be understood and transmitted and understood. (laughs) But speech and reason, he came down to like the most general, easy, like baseline of why humans are different than animals. We have speech and reason. Other animals have speech. Some animals have the ability to reason a little bit, but no animal possesses speech and reason to the capacity that humans have. Okay? And it's not just opposable thumbs or something along the line. Like We have the ability to reason out like, hey, this is something that I would want for me right now. I would love to steal this $1,000 that's right in front of it, me. But I realize that that's not good for all of society. So we can't all just be running amok, taking everything from everybody. We use reason, and especially speech, to build out constitutions and laws and all of the stuff that we built from humanity's perspective into what humanity has, all through just two tools that we were innately given, which was the ability to think a little deeper with our higher frontal cortex and larger prefrontal cortex. It's allowing us deeper like thoughts towards multi-complex ideas. This is a complex situation that requires not just one little thing, but also multiple things in order for it to go right. And we went through millions of years trying to figure out shit as little chimps digging with, you know, sticks in the mud to where we finally were able to, to create these grunts and uh, 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 into names, into people, into ideas, into now the language. Language. I have language and reason, and no other animal has it to the capacity that a human does.
0: Matthew, what's what's the difference between reason and logic?
3: I'd say, and that's the great thing about Aristotle, is it's always about the definition. And Uh two people can argue to the end of time and not realize that they're saying the same thing, they're just defining it so wrong they're using the same words right. but their definitions different. of those same words are completely different mm. so a lot of people might even confuse those two but there's a reason there's a reason that reason and logic are different um, reason is something that is gonna require a little bit more i think in my opinion that uh, and there's, I'm sure, a better definition than this because you put me on the spot. But <laughs> <laughs> no. you're, you're able to, to do a little loss. bit more complex <laughs> thinking like, like that. Like, wouldn't you say that that reason requires a little bit uh, more thought than just pure logic? Like logic is black and white, right and wrong kind of an idea, and reason could be like a little deeper than that.
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, the definition of reason I know is like, I had a reason to, um, go to bed late, or had a reason to, um, to spaz out on, roid rage or something, right, but logic would say there's, um, there might not be, there might not be, um, a reason to do that, so I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out, I'm trying to look up the definition of reason, because,
3: um... Logical of or according to the rules of logic or formal argument, so characterized by or capable of clear, sound reasoning. Oh, that's funny, uh, <laughs> right? So, reason, a cause, explanation, or justification for an action or event. Cause, mm. explanation, or justification. Ooh, see, that's where I went was the more of the justification side of it, that it's a little bit deeper than the logic of it. Mm-hmm. The justification is implying Like some extrinsic value To something that's out there Rather than logic uh, Right They yep. said use it in a sense. It says think, understand, and form Judgments by a process of logic
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so they have yeah. reason and logic Logic yeah. and reason, right? So it's yeah. basically yeah. similar It's very similar It's um, so
3: similar, yeah I think yeah. that most people would we just call them the same. Yeah.
0: Mm. But yeah, so you were saying um, some, something about um, Aristotle saying re- uh, something about reason. I, I interrupted.
3: Well, he, he, he just did define it, that, that humans are set aside by their ability to have speech and reason. What's mm-hmm. neat is that we have with the advent of, of AI technology, now we've got this specific group of AI uh, experts that is working with animals. And um, and they're they're coding out their language like they're listening to birds and uh dolphins and and seeing life and mm-hmm. listening to their calls to each other and realize and letting ai just sit there and analyze it and ai is coming back with some of the most amazing like this is this gets me so excited because this is like brand new in the last couple of months been happening that they're realizing in the in the rainforest like these birds have names like they're sitting there calling each other by name across a rainforest and like the entered species are having like like whole conversations between species like, Hey, did you see over here that there was a kill? Like there's a whole lot of whole lot of commotion over there and they're like, Yeah, 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 uh, let me tell my buddy and they're like, Mark, 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 hey, hey, there's a whole lot of commotion over there <laughs> And like and then they have dolphins sitting there like um, saying like objects they're like they'll they'll name an object with their squeaks and then all of a sudden they all do the same squeak and then they go and find that that exact thing a puffer fish or something like that that gives them all high like they were finding the coolest stuff that that we never we we just consider these animal noises but they're they're complex
0: okay okay um wait uh, my sister-in-law was interrupting me but you're basically saying animals have uh speech right and they probably have reason yeah. too they probably have reason too yeah.
3: But now you got to think. This is caveman grunting and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we went from caveman grunting into what we now are having podcasts with. You know, very scientific ideas and thoughts between otherwise what we might call average or just normal people. So, but this is nothing normal to a to an animal at all that we have this type of a conversation. So theirs is is very primitive, very simple. But the neater things is like you've got certain primates around the world that are learning how to make, like, carved weapons. So that's just coming out, that primates in, in the Congo are sitting here, like, they've got knives and arrows and stuff that they're making, they're making. So we've got little mini cavemen starting right in front of our faces. Like, evolution is happening, whether we appreciate it or not. It's just, there. there's a huge difference between the fact that we can have our level of intellect And conversation because we have speech and the higher intellect of of reasoning that we do we we have the ability to understand so much more than them so what can they do with that speech very limited things like identify a threat find food explain to somebody else where food is you know and stuff like that it's pretty primitive
0: so there's still uh yeah i'm I've seen some documentaries about primitive uh, people in some uh, areas in the world. Um, do you think they're better off? <laughs> I don't know, but like, I don't think they are. But
3: what do you think? I think they're all all the same. I think if they live a happy, healthy life in their own way of seeing it, it's from their perspective, like kind of like saying to somebody that had a really bad traumatic experience in their life and then hold them next to somebody else that just like had a like their worst day of their life and it really wasn't all that bad but it was their worst day of their life right it's like to each one of them that was the worst thing that ever yeah yeah
0: it's subjective it's not objective right that's what you're
3: saying yeah it's apples to oranges kind of thing right you can't compare. You just realize that they're the same in each one of their perspectives. So if this person lived happy with a society that had tech and all the things, then great. Good for them. If they were happy with that, good. But mm-hmm. if this other person was happy being an aboriginal that never knew a society existed outside of that, and they were happy and lived the whole life, I I think that that's just as fulfilled.
0: Yeah, personally. bro. Bro, uh, I just had one of the worst days of my life a couple of days ago. My internet shut off. Oh my God! I, oh, my save God. oh my God, man! I I, I I I don't I don't know. This guy is falling. This guy is falling, <laughs> guy is falling
2: hey, man. Um, I fe- um, oh man! That on that note, real quick, um, I do gotta get off the call right now. Okay, it has been a pleasure, um, Matt. Great. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I'm uh, looking forward to our uh, combos in the future. Absolutely, M-
0: Marshall. You you. Yep, add add uh, Matt or Matt. You add him, and then yeah
2: yeah I will um let's see, let me try to do that right now gotcha oh here we go send friend requests
1: gotcha
0: um, Marshall, you wanna you wanna let the the listeners or uh the one listener know where, where to find you <laughs>
2: <laughs> I already said it earlier it's okay but okay. Um, it's been a pleasure everybody thank you for having me on the show Masi and, no problem um, great meeting you Marshall. we'll be back in the future but uh in the meantime, you guys can still find me on Diverse Topic Forum, also known as DTF. Peace out. All
0: right, my brother. Take care. Good night. All right.
2: Take care, buddy. Take care. Bye.
0: Right All right, Matt. you, um, uh, any last words? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I use that. I use that ending at the, in the, in the other episodes, and they're like, well, are we going to die or something? Any last words? Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me and it's been a great time. I've enjoyed the topic. But I thought that we had out really cool ideas and I guess like there was a lot of agreement between us. I think that in the future as we get more comfortable with each other we'll be able to offer some more controversial or like differing opinions on, on certain topics. But for the moment like, there's a whole lot of mutual respect amongst agreement on what we were chatting about and I really appreciated that.
0: Of course, of course, they're uh, they're great guys. They, they, I've mm-hmm. known them for years, and yeah, they they're pretty respectful. Um, I, I, uh, I I don't um, usually do podcasts with people that I'm not familiar with, so I'm glad we um, we got to do it with them. And you were great. Uh, thanks for sharing everything and your expertise on on uh, health and fitness and um, and uh, poker and everything. Um, <laughs> and I'll send you a copy. I'll send you the link to Spotify. Once I edit it and post it. Um, but that said, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, we'll see you in the next, uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care.
3: Take care.